Lent is a time for self-reflection and prayer. One way to do this is by exploring the life, actions, and teachings of Jesus. First Baptist Church of Athens, Georgia offers these devotions for your Lenten journey. Using the book, Seeing with Jesus, Developing a Worldview Shaped by the Gospels, written by Jack Glasgow, members from our church have prepared daily devotions offering insights, discoveries, and yes, sometimes questions. This week, our devotions correspond with chapter 3, Seeing in His Encounters. Today's devotion is from Connie Ivester. Listen as the piano arrangement of Be Thou My Vision, played by Alan MacArthur, points you to look at the world through the eyes of Jesus. The scriptures for today are from Luke 8, 19-21. Jesus' mother and brothers came to him but were unable to reach him because of the crowd. Someone told him, Your mother and brothers are standing outside waiting to see you. He replied, My mother and brothers are those who listen to God's word and do it. From Matthew 10, 37-39. Those who love father or mother more than me aren't worthy of me. Those who love son or daughter more than me aren't worthy of me. Those who don't pick up their crosses and follow me aren't worthy of me. Those who find their lives will lose them. Those who lose their lives because of me will find them. From John 19, 25 through 27. Jesus' mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene stood near the cross. 
When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to his mother, Woman, here's your son. Then he said to the disciple, Here is your mother. And from that time on, this disciple took her into his home. I was raised in a rural Baptist church in which I was related to the majority of the members. In fact, my great-grandparents, grandparents, parents, aunts and uncles, and many cousins are buried in the church cemetery. It was easy to see church members as family because so many of them were. Growing up in that church, I learned songs that stretched my understanding of family. We sang that Jesus loves the little children, all the children of the world. Red and yellow, black and white, they are precious in his sight. Jesus loves the little children of the world. In addition to the songs that we learned and sang, we were taught in Sunday school, mission groups, and vacation Bible school that God loved everyone. With that as background, I was puzzled as a child about why the grown-ups at church were so upset that we children might have to go to school with dark-skinned children. Or even worse, the parents of those children might want to come to our church. After all, they had schools and churches of their own to go to. And, quote, if God wanted us to mix together, he wouldn't have made us different. That was what we were told, not only outside the church, but in Sunday school, and sometimes from the pulpit. The color of a person's skin was not the only basis for judging people as somehow inferior. If someone left and joined a Pentecostal or charismatic church, they were seen as somehow less of a Christian than we were. It seemed to me that the only people who were real Christians were people like us. Since my mother's parents were Methodists, I knew at least that some Methodists had to be Christians, but clearly they were not quite as Christian as us. As an adolescent, I began to see a real problem with how we viewed people of a different race, color, nationality, religion, etc. The irony was that we spent large sums of money to send missionaries to all parts of the world, from Africa to Asia to South America and all points in between. Our purpose was to convert people to Christianity by telling them the good news of the gospel, which was that God loved them. However, If those same converts came to our country, many would not have been welcome in the very churches that sent the missionaries to them. That began to make less and less sense to me. My thinking was something like this. If God made us all in his image and loved us all enough to send Jesus to die for us, why couldn't we worship and live together and love one another? And why would we bother to share the gospel with people we did not want to associate with? I was wrestling with this issue as God was nudging me to a life of ministry, and I realized we'd simply been wrong. It took a while for me to change my thinking to align it with a song that we sang as a child, but it was liberating for me as a Christian to get rid of the notion that any of us were inherently better than anyone else. Jesus said that his family were those who listened to God's word and followed it. This did not mean that Jesus failed to love and respect his biological family. Jack Glasgow, in his book, Seeing with Jesus, points out that Jesus was an obedient child and respectful of his parents, even as he was dying on the cross, making sure that his mother was cared for by John. 
However, he made it clear in his teaching that family is an inclusive term that begins with parents but extends to our church family, which is worldwide, and ultimately to all of the human family who are our neighbors. In his parable of the Good Samaritan, Jesus points out that we are to care for and help anyone we see in need because we're all members of the human family. who are all made in the image of God. Perhaps the best way of seeing with Jesus is to see Jesus and others as Jesus taught in Matthew 25. If we expand our definition of family to include the entire human family, we will view everyone that we encounter in a more favorable way. The challenge for me to sh- is to show grace and mercy to persons with whom I seriously disagree or who mistreat or abuse other people. It's human nature to want to banish them from our lives or to exact revenge on them. Seeing with Jesus is a radical departure from the usual way of seeing the world, but we are called to do just that. With Jesus' help, we can.